Hi, everybody. Welcome to tonight's Joe and Joe Weather Show. And it has a bill in it, too. The Joe and Joe Weather Show brought to you by Omni True Value Hardware, 1226 North Wellwood Avenue in West Babylon. Write that address down because if you're going to need something to clean up from the winter storm coming up, uh, you uh, could head to Omni True Value Hardware to get your uh, mag ice pellets and flakes, your petalo calcium chloride pellets. Uh, your Omni Melt, and of course they are Long Island and one of the largest in the tri-state area, uh, provider of rock salt. And uh, they've got shovels, spreaders, snow blowers, and even a generator in case you uh, lose power. So Omni True Value Hardware is the place to go. 631-756-1125, and the website is Omni TrueValue.com. And as I said from the uh, at the beginning, we are tonight. We are delighted uh, to have uh, Bill Corbell. Uh, many of you on Long Island know him from News 12 Long Island. And also, uh, many of you should also know some of the folks that are maybe slightly older. Uh, will oh. remember, uh, present company excluded, uh, remember <laughs> Bill from his days, his long, as many days at WOR Radio 710 yes, in sir. New York City. And uh, and Joe Rayo over there too, who uh, I think I met through WOR. Somehow. Uh, yes, Weather Watcher or something. I don't know. What Bill, you Bill, you and I, you and I, and I don't know how you. I'm sure you remember this when you had moved over from CBS to WOR in January of 1977. That was a different Georgia. Bill. I'm not that old. And uh, they had a they had none a of good, us are that old, right? They had a goodbye slash hello party. For That's us right. That's the, right. At, in Fort Lee, yes. New Jersey. And it was uh, Bob Harris was moving over to CBS from WOR, mm -hmm. and you were moving from WOR over to w, uh, WCBS to WOR. Yeah. So there you are. And we met We met at that uh, yeah. that, little, um, that little gathering there of, of the, the WOR Weather Watchers Club. There you go. That was such a bizarre thing because I wanted a WCBS job. They hired Bob Harris from WOR. So I went to WOR and I said, sure, you can come work for us. And it turned out to be the best move of my life. Yeah, you were there from say. And, I'm, I'm, and then uh, even Mr. Chaffee got involved for a little yes, while. Yes, I used to fill in for you uh, when you, when you took your time off. Yeah, and I, I started pulling in Bill, Bill, and here we are. I don't know if you remember, but uh, Bill, but my wife actually filled in for you one. I know on a Saturday. Yeah. Renata did it once. Yeah, and uh, I could never do that because I was on a competing station. Yeah, so, so I was. Uh, I was I was banned from coming on WOR, even though I, know. I always wanted to be with the uh, with the gamblings. But uh, you you had a long run there from ninety from seventy seven to ninety four. Yeah, fifteen years, right? That's I know, and then even good. longer at uh, News Twelve, which surprised the heck out of me. So I've been very lucky. And hey. you had a long well, run. Well, yeah, 12. the three of us are incredibly connected because uh, we yeah. were all we were all at News Twelve together. Because uh, I used to do the scheduling to see which one of you was going to fill in for me when I took <laughs> off, or every, anybody else took off. Yeah. Uh, but now here so, we are. We're you're on the Joe and Joe Weather Show. Let me just really quick um, uh, say, Joe Rayo will be monitoring the chat board uh, for any questions that you might have uh, for Bill. Oh, Art Mochi is on. Artie. Artie's on. He's watching the show. Oh, my God. Thank you, Artie. He's a big yeah. fan of all involved in the Joe and Joe show. He's worked with all three of us, I believe. 
we've got uh, uh, the show has barely started. We've got 107 likes, which is terrific. So if you do like the Joe and Joe Weather Show, please by all means hit the like button. And also, uh, the Joe and Joe Weather Show is on every night at 7:30, except sometimes Joe and I take a day off here and there. And we're on Sunday mornings at 11 o'clock uh, Eastern Time. Uh, you can uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel, Joe Chaffee, by uh, just hitting the little subscribe button on YouTube, and uh, you'll get notifications when the show comes on. So uh, here we are, <clears throat> the 15th of December, and uh, we are looking at, uh, the, for some areas, did you know that in Philadelphia they have not had an inch of snow for, I think the, the number is 665 days Wow. And if they don't, the record is 670 days. Would so, you know it? They're going to get all the way almost to the record. <laughs> and, uh, it's not going to quite. Right then, they have to start all over again. I know the snow yeah. lovers down there don't want to don't want to start that that uh, that streak again. Uh, we uh, the last big snowfall that we had here on Long Island, if you remember, I it was the the last of those four nor'easters back in March of uh, mm -hmm. 18, right? Mm -hmm. 18. Yeah, mm -hmm. March of 18, uh, and that one, I remember driving, I remember uh, driving home, uh, uh, no, I stayed at the hotel that, that, not, that night, but I remember reading uh, some, uh, some uh, messages on Facebook of uh, people posting that it was, quote, puking snow, because it was snowing out here at, like, at the rate of four to five inches an hour for about four hours, and uh, I don't think we're going to see rates like that tomorrow. Uh, uh, tomorrow night, uh, but uh, there might be a, a solid thumping of snow that occurs uh, when that first batch of snow arrives, and I think the big forecast problem is going to be for the coast with respect to trying to figure, I'm having a really tough time with this one, and I'll tell you why. Uh, I, I, was, I looked through a number of the models, but particularly I looked at the high-resolution European because I was trying to find where this warm layer is, because um, whose phone? Nobody's phone. I just heard a phone ring. No, no, nothing no? here. Okay, never mind. It's okay. You can whoever it's your phone. You you know, you can tell them to deliver the food. I'm just looking at all the people on the chat board saying that I should, I'm the only one that's not not doesn't have a beard. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why you're on the bottom of that triple over there. You're, you're, yeah. you're you've got half of me and half of you there. <laughs> I looked all over the place. I could not. I'm trying to find this warm layer because I pulled up the mosses. Uh, the uh, the mosses for the GFS and the mosses for the NAM and mm -hmm. they're all those mosses now now we've we've in all the storms that we've dealt with over the years now I look at the precip type it's all snow I was looking at the probabilities for snow and in most in both those models it at the lowest point it drops to like 69 or 70 percent the the surface temperatures. On, at Islip, anyway, barely get to the freezing mark and never go over it on the three hourlies. And uh, the NAM gave um, uh, uh, four uh, four inches in one one period, and then another uh, coating to two in another period. It gave LaGuardia eight. So I'm thinking, I'm wondering why those particular those numerical models aren't picking up on it. Joe, you know, you and I like to look at the Foos. I looked at the NAM Foos. It's not that warm. So, yeah. I, so, so I, I, I'm, I'm kind of confused, I guess, as to where this warm layer is and, 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 and how much of it is mm -hmm. going to penetrate inland. Maybe they're just concerned about the fact that 
And when I say they, I'm talking about the, the National Weather Service forecasters or the forecasters who put out the uh, snow maps for the Weather Prediction Center. Maybe they're just concerned about the fact that we're right next door to an ocean that's still very mild for this time of the year at about 50. And you know, any little bit of a turn of a wind from the east or east-northeast will pretty much uh, set the stage for maybe some mixing or maybe even a, an, an unexpected changeover. So, you know, we'll, we'll see tomorrow. In fact, by, by this time tomorrow, the fun will be beginning in, in many areas. Uh, let, me, let me take you back, Joe, way back in history when computer models were just kind of kicking in. And what we looked at was the position of that high pressure area right. to our north. Which we've been, we've been emphasizing. Models, yeah, and if you look at the models, as this thing approached, a little bit of the ridge started to move offshore. And if you look at the, the pressure pattern, that one was more easterly or east-northeasterly than you need, especially as, as Rayo said, with the warm temperatures. And so I was looking at the essay and said, this does not smell right unless it, it changes itself. And growing up on Long Island, you know too. Right. How often do these snowstorms do just that, go, go over to rain? And right. That was the tip off to me, just the position <laughs> of the high where it was. I think it's probably, it, we, we, I think we could, would have got, we could get away with it if we were, if this were January 15th. Yes. Or if it yes. was February 15th. I mean, the yes. high is actually in a fairly good spot. It's not in a, it's not in a horrible spot. No, it's in no, a good no. spot. But you're right. It's when, when, oh, in the days days ago when it showed how the the high the surface high profiled the isobars were the isobars were easterly or maybe even east northeast. So you know that the surface wind is going to be 04 or 03 in that situation. That's good. Uh, and now as we approach, uh, they're more like maybe south of due east or east southeast on the isobar. So the wind is more 06 which is what the boundary wind is shown on the uh, on on the NAM. So yeah, that that, 50, that 10 degrees, that 15 degrees is probably where the difference is. But my, my my question is the surface low is going to eventually pull out east of New Jersey and you're going to have the wind go back around mm -hmm. to the north. So this might be one of those instances where you go from snow to sleet, maybe some places go to uh, well for Long Island specifically, for Jersey it's yeah. a different story. But uh, you go to some, uh, you go to some sleet, or maybe a little bit of rain, and then it goes back to snow on the backside. Uh, this might be one where you might have something on the backside for several hours or more. But uh, I, um, I, I took, I, I, I was going to wait until tomorrow morning to put a final call up on the snow map, Joe. I know you said that you weren't changing anything. I assume you didn't change anything. No, I just kept the same map that I had yesterday because. In my in my humble opinion, and I'll put the, I'll put that back up. Go ahead. In my humble opinion, Whoops. eight to twelve inches for such a broad area that I that I mapped out or whatever. Plus the fact that I mentioned even on my discussion today, we're going to have winds of 20, 30, 40 miles an hour, and uh, once we get those winds cranking, picking up that snow, blowing and drifting all over the place, does it really matter uh, with, mm. with the drifts factored in if it's going to be twelve inches, eight inches, ten inches? I don't really think so. Even if it makes it up to 15 inches, it's just going to be a broad scale, massive, widespread mess. First class, first class winter yeah. storm. So, you know, in fact, I even remember, Bill, I, I, I found an air check of you doing the, uh, with, with Roger Skivness, believe it or not. Oh, wow. During, during the great uh, blizzard of 78. Oh, I was just, and, yeah. And, 
and you were talking about you know uh, 10, 10, 9, 10, 11 inches. So he said, but with the way the winds will be blowing, Roger, who's going to be able to measure it properly? Who really cares? And I, <laughs> I, I'd agreed with that. I mean, eventually, you know, people said they were like 15 or 18 Oops. inches of snow with that storm. But I mean, like, again, uh -huh. I mean, I'm, I'm seeing on television, you know, some forecasters are saying that parts of the area could get 15 or 18 inches. I mean, really? You're going to get, I think we're going to see in many areas getting at least eight or 10 or 12 inches. Is that not enough? <laughs> Plus the drifts factored in? By, yeah, way, I, by yeah. the way, Joe, I accidentally had the wrong map that you, you made from uh, a storm oh. from last year. That's So that was incorrect. I thought I saved your map from yesterday and I, I don't know what I did with it. So I have to oh. find it. But um, this was my, this is what I, I, I massaged mine a little bit. So I changed it. And of course, you know, knowing me, I have, uh, you guys know me well enough that uh, I have to make, I can't make things simple on Long Island. I have to allow for the, <laughs> I have to allow for the Sunrise Highway effect. I have to allow for the the Long Island Expressway effect. So I, I actually drew it. I drew my, uh, I'm taking a shot here. So I drew my forecast based on the fact that um, the northern part of Long Island may struggle uh, to, uh, to get above, get, to get above freezing. And I went for two or less south of Sunrise, and I went for I, I drew an eight-inch line along the North Shore, and then that stretches across New York City. But this is down from what I had yesterday. I, I was a little bit higher than this yesterday, uh, but uh, Joe and I have been saying how these some of these numbers that have been thrown out uh, mm -hmm. were being thrown around were just utterly ridiculous. Yeah, even NWS went uh, very very heavy the um, yeah yesterday when I first saw their their forecast, right? Yeah, and they they, they, they also uh, they also massaged uh, uh, their numbers. I'm going to try and find your map, Joe. Uh, in the, in the meantime, uh, this if you want is, me to send it to you? I could send. I could resend it if you can. Um, yeah, go ahead and, and uh, go ahead and resend it, and I can I can pull it up on. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll pull it up off of uh, Messenger if, if I can. Yeah, uh, just, a, just if I may, just an observation about snow reports. Yes, I I kind of came to learn over the years. You know, you get the summary at the end, NWS puts all the, somebody will stick a ruler into some snow drift and it's going to be sh showing much more than is really there. So whatever you forecast, will will verify. Oh, I Someone understand. will verify it. <clears throat> right, snow envy. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Snow okay. envy. There was, there was one storm, there was one storm about four or five years ago that in Yonkers, we, ha we did have uh, a weather observer uh, of, 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 of many years who, um, came up with something like 14 inches of snow. And meanwhile, all of a sudden, in Yonkers also, uh, on uh, on a Neprahan Avenue, somebody reported like 22 inches, and mm -hmm. another one is at 21 mm -hmm. and 19 inches. And I mean, I know which which one was the right or the correct one, and which was which were the ones who were sticking that yardstick in and uh, measuring a snowdrift or whatever. So it's it's really not going to be. It's going to be a. If you, it, put it this way, it's going to be. It's going to be all the storms we had last winter rolled into one yeah. and more. <laughs> yeah. If um, uh, Joe, if you go ahead and send it, I'll uh, I'll, I'll bring it up on the screen. So I, yeah. what I did was I, I drew a, a line of ten inches or more uh, across Northwest New Jersey. Uh, I brought it up to about your house, Joe. Uh, uh, then across um, Connecticut, the south, just south of Route 84. You know, general area of ten to fifteen inches. I have never been good at trying to pick up, pick out top side, the top side number, but uh, I, I'm I'm staying below. That was another thing I, I uh, uh, 
you, Joe, you Joe, you pointed out last night about the the Nam being overdone. Uh, what uh, what struck me about the Nam though was the fact that uh, when I looked at the Foos precip numbers, I it, I expected what I I would have expected higher numbers than what it gave. Uh, it uh, barely gave uh, uh, an inch of liquid. Uh, well, which yeah, I, last night on the on the uh, on the Guardia Foos, they gave 1.32 inches, and today. They knocked it back on the 12Z to 0.92. That's about a that's about 30 percent drop in the uh, in the precipitation, the liquid precip from from last night's run. And uh, incidentally, uh, I looked at the uh, I don't know if Bill has ever looked at this. We we often talk about the uh, the uh, F Gen on the uh, tropical tidbits, no. where they were holding back on all of the omega, all of the atmospheric energy on the GFS, and the uh, the 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 the, uh, the Nam had it all across our area. And now, finally, at the 12Z run today, they brought all of that omega, all of that energy over us on the uh, on the GFS. Finally, wow. and now when I saw that, I said, "Well, there you go." This, this, this it looked yesterday like it was heading just outside of the 4070 benchmark. Now it looks like it's going to be on the inside, and that's also maybe why a lot of the forecasters are a little bit more leery about the possibility of mixing or a brief changeover because you're going to have that storm coming rather close to us. In fact, by Thursday morning, it's going to be only about 100 miles southeast of uh, of the New York metropolitan area. So, yeah, that that's the tricky part because this one is paralleling. We're talking about Long Island. I know a lot of you are not on right. Long Island; you don't care about us. But uh, this thing is paralleling Long Island. So it's like when a hurricane is making its way towards the coast. If it's paralleling the coast, the place where it can hit is very long. If it's perpendicular, it's much easier to figure out. This one means a little shift to the south, it gets colder, and you get more snow, and 20 miles north, it gets a little warmer. That's why this is crazy this time. So, you, Joe, I, you, you, you got the – actually, I kind of did what you did with the lines that you had on Long Island. So the, the, our, our, our maps match up uh, very well now. Uh, yeah. And you've got that uh, uh, big area of 12 to 16. Uh, I also have a map uh, that I did for – I do for New Jersey – and uh, you can see the shore really struggles. And uh, I think what falls along the immediate shore is going to depend on something changing over on the back side. I drew a four-inch line from uh, north-central Monmouth County uh, to uh, through uh, northern Burlington and then crossing over northern Delaware. Philadelphia is somewhere between four and eight. Trenton is closer to the eight than it is to the four. And then you start to get into the 12-inch-plus amounts when you get uh, more into uh, south-central Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania. Uh, those areas are going to, I, I'm going to be really curious to see how far north uh, the sleet line gets because a few of the models today were trying to bring that sleet line uh, all the way up uh, into northwest Jersey, uh, which uh, which which kind of, you know, surprised me that it was um, up, 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 uh, up, up that far north. Uh, just uh, also, let me just very quickly, Brandon Doherty, Steve Lapont or Lapointe, I always never pronounce it correct, and Rosendo Benitez, all super chat hitters tonight. Thank you so much for uh, hitting it. Uh, Joe, and, uh, uh, Joe and I really appreciate it that you hit super chat, and uh, we've got 226 likes, so let's see if we can get that number higher. And uh, we're getting close to 700 uh, viewers uh, watching uh, right now from uh, not just the New York City area, but they're watching... Uh, we've got a lot of folks that watch from South Central PA, from uh, Southeast PA, uh, of course, New Jersey, even down Delaware and Washington, <clears throat> upstate New York and New England. So uh, <laughs> a lot of folks are wanting to know what, uh, how much snow. And I've got the Weather Service 
updated snow forecast map. So they shaved the numbers down near the coast, and they shaved some of the inland numbers just inland of the coast. Mm -hmm. uh, nor you start going north and west, and it looks like they, <clears throat> they left them pretty much the same. Uh, the big uh, jackpot area is uh, eastern Pennsylvania from north to south with the double-digit amounts there. Hudson Valley uh, in the 10 to 15 uh, range, uh, Connecticut in a 10 to 15 range. Uh, the GFS, which was giving uh, next to nothing in Boston, uh, the Weather Service uh, now, of course, with the models doing what they're doing today, uh, the snow getting further north. Uh, Boston uh, forecast to get 11 uh, on on their forecast, and even some 10-inch amounts down into parts of southeast Mass. So uh, it's going to be interesting. Uh, every I, I always learn... As a forecaster, and I think both of you would agree with this, every storm has something to teach you, and that there will be something that will happen out of this that we're, none of us are expecting. I don't know what that something will be. We'll know it in hindsight, but um, they're all learning experiences. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, said, I, I, I said, Joe, I, I don't interrupt you, but I just want to reiterate last night, <laughs> I, we finished the show, and I, we're finishing the show, and I mentioned to Joe, I said, and just think, on Friday night, you and I are going to be looking at each other and saying, well, we didn't expect that to happen. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's, always, it's always some kind of weird thing that happens that you don't anticipate in advance of the storm. Well, so it makes it fun, right? And, and I found myself over the last five, ten years saying more often than not, wow, I never saw that before. How many of those storms that we saw in, in, in that stretch from 2000 to 2020, I think every single one of them, I mean, we had so many big snowstorms in that stretch, and and there's so many unusual things that happened uh, out of those things, out of those storms. Uh, from uh, the Snowmageddon storm in '13, where I sat here basically in a snow globe going at five inches an hour, and I then, remember, and, and I, I drove uh, I drove two miles south because somebody wanted Chinese food in the house, and uh, I, I went. Over the uh, the ridge that's that uh, is uh, on uh, cuts uh, Long Island out here in Suffolk County, and you go to the other side of the ridge, and it and it was all sleet, and and you get down to the expressway, and it was still raining. And then I would I, I would go back the other direction, the two miles in the other direction. I'd go up the hill. As soon as I got to the top of the hill, there was like a curtain of white that I went through, and I get mm -hmm. back to my house, and I had I had almost a foot of snow on the ground from that before ice slip even turned to, and I. I live two miles north of the MacArthur Airport. I put a foot of snow on the ground before ice slip changed over to snow from have, from, from rain. Yeah. And then they and then they wound up, uh, you know, slowly catching up. I still beat them by. Uh, they, they I think they got 20 inches out of it, and I had 30. That was that was uh, one of the more amazing ones. Snow down to the south, by the way. Washington D.C. is on the edge of this. They're forecast to get about a foot, three. Uh, I'm sorry, an inch. Three to four at Baltimore, and you see how the numbers pick up north and west as you go up uh, into uh, western Maryland and in northern Virginia. And uh, snow amounts also extending down to places like Lynchburg, Roanoke, Blacksburg, and even down to the North Carolina state line. So this is a, and, and to the northeast, let's not forget Timothy Veltman, one of our regulars on the chat board, uh, Joe, he remembered back a year ago for the December storm where. Yes, where yeah. you uh, you were in heated disagreement uh, with uh, uh, the the uh, the forecast amounts from the weather service for up there because uh, you know the models weren't 
you know, really showing that. And um, he says, would you please do that again so that he could wind up getting 30? Because they're only forecasting, <laughs> they're only forecasting uh, 10 for Albany. And then the amounts do tail off a bit as you head up through New, Ma New Hampshire and Maine, although the snow does, the snow shield does get uh, pretty far north. I'm, I'm going to bring up the Canadian satellite view because uh, John uh, Columbe on my uh, subscription platform on Patreon, and he asked this question, and he says, uh, if there's a 50-50 low and a cold high to the north, how can the low hug the New Jersey coast? And uh, it, that's one of the th thoughts that I had you know, in my it, mind going into this. That's, uh, that's you know, the, the, the ensemble of the ensemble members of the GFS of the European and especially the GFS. If you remember uh, back on Sunday, I was yes. saying, watch out because this thing looks like it's, it's going to, the high is going to try to suppress this storm. And now in the last 24 hours, not only have they brought it closer, they've really brought it closer in. And uh, again, the, the, the hundred miles Southeast of New York city, I mentioned a few moments ago on Thursday morning, that's a combination of the, uh, the NAM, the GFS, the European, and I said, wow, this is, what a change from what, what we were thinking or what I was thinking just a couple of days ago. I, I really thought this was not going to be, uh, I thought this was going to be a major player in terms of delivering a significant snow, but now with the storm coming so near, I mean, uh, that's why you're seeing all these massive or crazy amounts being forecast. But one thing I think that is going to save a lot of places from getting, let's say, obliterated by uh, 15 or 18 inches of snow is the speed. I, th I honestly think that we're going to have everything happen in a six hour time frame from about 10 o'clock tomorrow night to about two or 3 a.m. in the morning on uh, Thursday morning. And during that time frame, that's when it could conceivably could come down at an inch or two an hour. That's when we're really going to lay it on. Before 10 o'clock and after three o'clock, we'll still be seeing snow, but it'll be much lighter in intensity. But it's during that time frame that uh, we get into the uh, the best PVA or the best uh, Omega or whatever you want to call it, the best vertical motion, that we're really going to start cranking everything out. And that yeah. combined with the winds, that's when we're really going to go to town with the uh, with this storm. By the way, I got the, on the Canadian satellite loop. The 50-50 low is so obvious, folks. And this is, this is why it's so important, because if you look at how the clouds are moving in northern Canada, they're going actually southeast to northwest, while the flow in Western Canada is going northwest to southeast. So you've got this, uh, the the, uh, the uh, high, the surface high gets to build between the 50-50 low and the lower pressures used, all those clouds, uh, the uh, shortwave troughs that are coming in to the Pacific Northwest and, and moving southeastward. So the high builds in between those two and, and that's your surface, uh, your, your surface supply of cold air. This is a cold high. There's no question about the fact that this, this high is um, is uh, is uh, cold and supportive, but uh, again, um, back to what you said earlier, it, 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 the fact that we're in mid-December with the warm ocean is making it problematic. Where it might not be problematic if we were a month from now in mid-January with the exact same setup, or certainly in uh, mid-February with the exact same setup. I want I want to ask Bill because he's had a, you know, Joe and I have had a very long. Uh, history and broadcasting, whatever. Bill's Bill's gone back even longer than the two of us, and I, w I wonder, Bill, you know, uh, at WOR or at News 12 Long Island, or even in your short time over at WCBS, did anybody, a news director or an assignment editor, ever come to you 
uh, let's say the day before a storm like this and say, well, so-and-so is going for this. What are you going for? And, you know, why are you going so low? Why are you going so high? Has that ever happened with you? Uh, I don't recall it happening. I know that now, unfortunately, with a lot of the media outlets, uh, there is a push to be first, not to be accurate, to be first. And you start seeing things perhaps being forecast before they should. But uh, they pretty much let me alone for some reason. And I can recall many times in News 12, they say, like, we use the uh, the storm watch opening. I said, no, these are just snow showers. So they were they were pretty good at the time to let me uh, you know go with what I thought. No one ever really, I, I don't think I was ever criticized for a bad forecast, you know, bad presentation on air, yes. The wrong graphic or misspelling, yes. You get you get uh, called into the office, but uh, the forecast, no, they let me do what I wanted pretty much. How about you? Well, you build up, you build up a, a reputation. <clears throat> you were not a, quote, disaster forecaster. Like no, was, no. I mean, there were some guys, there were some guys who uh, would, you, you, you'd chomp at the bit and say, you know, he, he went for a big storm, blah, 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 like that, but he's always going for a big storm. Yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. And you have to maintain that middle of the road continuity, so to speak. Uh, and you, you I, know I how that happened? I think it started, if I may. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah? go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It started when I was in the Air Force as a, an air weather, uh, a weather officer making forecasts for air crews, different kinds. And I discovered that. They were pretty much going no matter what the weather, and it didn't pay to be overly pessimistic because they most likely weren't going to scrub the thing anyway. So I tried to be realistic rather than, oh, yeah, there could be some strong thunderstorms there. Well, if they're going to be widely scattered, you know, it's not going to be a problem. So I think that carried over. And I also don't like going big snow to little snow. I prefer going middle and adjusting it up or down as necessary. You start at the top, you've got nowhere to go but wrong for the most part. Right. Well, it right. won't matter because, as I said, I said this to Joe yesterday. We could get the flake count right, and yes. we're going to be we're going to be lumped in uh, with uh, all of those everyone that was throwing out twenty inch plus numbers for the metro areas. They're going to they're going to lump yeah. us in, in into in, into that into that group, and that that yeah. to, that to me is the most frustrating. Although That's it's always nice when somebody recognizes the fact that. Hey, your forecast for you know I was watching you during the storm. Your forecast was you know on the money or was very close and, and et cetera, et cetera. So mm -hmm. um, I let you know you try and you try and take solace. You definitely take solace in the fact that the those who listen um, know um, what what's going on. And uh, I, I got the the U.S. satellite loop so we could take a look at this uh, system coming eastward. Uh, not too shabby looking. Uh, the presentation on the satellite, although there isn't a whole lot. Uh, happening yet uh, from the standpoint of the radar. There's uh, a little bit of uh, moisture breaking out uh, in parts of uh, Mississippi and uh, Tennessee into the, scattered back through Missouri and Oklahoma and Before, Louisiana. Joe, I, hate, I hate to interrupt you, but we, we, we just got a super chat from somebody who we've been trying to entice to come on with us all these many months. Oh my a God. And who, is, of ours. who is that? May I add? Wait a minute. Let me see. Uh, hold on. Okay, now I went to check the list here, and it's not loading. So you're going to have to tell me because I can't see it. We we worked with this person at at FiOS One. She has an an alliterative name. Not B Brittany Bohr. B B B. Yes. Brittany Our Brittany. Bohr. And she not only she's not only on the chat board. 
she also hit super chats, believe it or not. Oh, bless your heart. Thank you so so much. Uh, yes, yeah, so that, you know, us poor old non-working folks can go go out to the supermarket and get that can of tuna fish that we're going to be eating for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Thank you, Brittany. We, we most definitely appreciate it. Thank you very much. Seriously. She knows I like to bust chops. Yes. Yes. She, she knows I like to bust chops. Uh, the uh, WPC seven-day rainfall, by the way, uh, and it's all front-loaded and loaded because there really doesn't look like there's going to be much going on after this. Although, to tell you the truth, uh, I didn't really... When there's ever a storm around, I don't really look at the long range at all, uh, and I and and uh, I didn't today. So I'm just assuming that what I saw uh, yesterday, uh, with regards to the long range, and this morning I kind of peeked at it uh, going into next week. That it looks like it's going to be quiet for a while. But uh, this, uh, so everything you see here is from this storm that we're getting now, and uh, the WPC folks generating. As much as an inch and a half to an inch and three quarters uh, of, uh, of precip, liquid precip, uh, in and around parts of the northern mid-Atlantic up to about southern New England. Big rains coming into the west. We're, we've got this, uh, you know, these weather systems from the Pacific uh, pounding the northwest and into northern California with several to many inches of rain over the next week. And some of that extends up uh, into the northern Rockies where it will be falling as snow. So next up, folks, oh, Ruthless Goat just hit Super Chat. Thank you so much. And we also have one from from Canada, Joe. Nova Scotia. Yes. Can you show the snowfall amounts for Nova Scotia, he asks. All right, that might take a little doing on my part. I'm going <laughs> to have to look. This is Benji Frenzy. Um, I'll try and find something uh, when we... A little bit later on, I'll see if I can find something with regards to snow amounts for Nova Scotia, or we'll just we'll figure it out off the models. Uh, we'll give you our never-to-be-humble opinions about uh, what might fall up in uh, up in uh, Nova Scotia. Well, I'm so, looking at I'm looking at that right now, Joe, and it, it looks like for uh, at least until Friday night with this system, because it's going to take that long for the system to start affecting uh, uh, the Maritimes of Canada. But by, let's say, late Friday or Friday evening, it looks like for the western part of Nova Scotia, they may very well see uh, a few inches. I mean, nothing that's going to be super or, or, or amazingly large. Uh, I, unfortunately, from the maps I'm looking at, it doesn't go as far uh, out in time for uh, the eastern part of Nova Scotia. But I mean, like for a place like Halifax, for example, or maybe Yarmouth or uh, uh, Prince Edward Island, you know, not a big storm, but uh, maybe, you know, Maybe a, a few inches. It does, you know, not a not a ma massive or monstrous amount of snow. At least that's how I see it right now. Hey, I have a question. What's the super chat? I'm kind of new to this group. What, oh, what? our our uh, audience. Um, it's a tip jar. Oh, it's a tip. Well, is a money making proposition? Well, what do you? Think? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just let's you know, this, it's, 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 it's enough it's, to provide us with. Uh, it's our alcohol food. fund. <laughs> yeah, we need that. <laughs> okay. It's our alcohol fund. Hey, you know who's going to be really happy? Skiers. You, you know I'm a pilot and I fly. I flew up towards Albany Friday. The only, not even any of the ski areas where they could have made snow had made snow except for one of the Catskills. It was really bereft of snow from here to Albany. Just amazing. That's well, not, the, not to see even the ski areas with snow down. 
Well, they're going to get certainly going to get something uh, from from this for sure. Mark G and uh, Brandon Doherty and Travis Maynard hitting super chat. Travis from Potter County, Pennsylvania. I'm not hey. sure where Potter County is. We'll have to we'll have to look on the map. I got to be. I got to, anything to do with does that have anything to do with Colonel Potter from Mash? Yes. <laughs> oh, and Jason Kaplan also hitting super chat tonight. Thank you so much, uh, folks. Oh, here comes another one. They're going fast and furious now. PDQ uh, hitting uh, super chat uh, as uh, as well. So uh, thank you all of you. Thank you very much uh, for uh, hitting uh, hitting the tip jar tonight. The Joe and I really. Uh, do appreciate it, Bill. Bill, you can, you know, we'll you will use it to buy some of your Corbell champagne. There you uh, go. You there know, you which go. is I'm sure what you're doing right now is managing your huge champagne business. Uh, it's, um, it's incredible. You knew yeah. that joke was going to come in here somewhere. <laughs> uh, hey, I just saw a name on uh, the the chat going here. Barry Goldberg, a friend of ours. I think you you know Barry. Maybe yes. you know. Maybe you do. And he said that the hurricane hunter is going to be flying into the storm. Yes, uh, uh, they're going in tonight to to sample it. So. Let's see if that throws them the. Uh, if actually they are, they must. They were going to go in for zero Z, so it'll be on the next run of the model. So let's see if the comes out uh, and uh, the lows down near Jacksonville instead of being here. Uh, WPC, I just their updated uh, probabilities of at least four. And Joe and I were were commenting yesterday, Bill, uh, the fact that on their seventy-two hour forecast for at least 12, they were putting out numbers in, in Pennsylvania, uh, and rightfully so, of 40 to 50%. You don't mm -hmm. see that very often from WPC to show percentages that high. No, and, this looks pretty solid. Yeah, this 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 looks like a almost, I want to say no-brainer because no forecast ever is, but this one right. sure has pointed that. Well, cer oh. certainly certainly with what's coming in. This is the probability of four. You see the, the dark red is 100% probability. Uh, and that covers northern New Jersey, the Hudson Valley, uh, Connecticut, away from the coast. Uh, if you want to use the blue, usually 50% is a good indicator of where the four-inch line is going to be. Uh, uh, so, and that is running across the north shore of Long Island, uh, over, uh, over Staten Island, down to Trenton and Philadelphia. And we'll jump off to their probability of, um, of eight. And uh, this has kind of shifted up a little bit further to the north. But you know what? They still have a 50% chance of at least eight uh, out to uh, about Wading River on Long Island, which is in east central Suffolk County, and then running southwest from there to southern Nassau uh, over towards Staten Island to just north of Trenton to just north and west of Philadelphia. So 50% uh, probability of eight, considering what we're seeing on, on with some of the models, what some of the warmer models were showing. And that, I think, is a pretty high number on their part. I'm not saying that, that they're, they made it too high, but the fact that they put a probability that high, they must be thinking that maybe the, maybe there will be enough cold air to be more, more important in some places to give a few spots uh, an extra few inches that they otherwise wouldn't get. If you scroll down, Joe, uh, I know you always are showing the, uh, I guess, the computer-generated or the, uh, the fancy multicolored uh, maps, but they yes. also do hand-drawn maps with probabilities in blue of 10 and uh, green of 40 and red for 70 percent and what really you know got me uh blew my mind today i think on the day two prog for 12 at least 12 inches or more for the first time and god knows i don't remember the last time i saw this they had a red 70 percent chance for 12 inches at least 12 inches covering a broad area 
of Pennsylvania right. and on into a lower well, New York state. Well, That's now they have they have a red within the red. I've just put up the putting up the map for 12. So they've got a red within the red. So they have an 80, 80 to 90 percent. Wow. Uh, I'm sorry. Hold on. So that's no the, the broad area of lighter red is 80 to 90. The darker red blotch in there is a 90 to 95 percent for at least 12. And if we go to a, just for laughs, because you don't see this too often, for that inside that same area in central PA, a 50 percent. I'm sorry, a 70 to 80 percent probability of at least 18. That, that's got to be some mountain, some mountains over there that they're 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 they're. That's like an Amish. That's like an Amish. No, that's west of there. That's more towards uh, towards uh, Harrisburg. It's, it's west of Harrisburg. West of Harrisburg. Yeah, I don't think no, it's, it's, up towards, Hill. it's up towards state. It's up towards State College. Well, you're not going to. In order to get there, you have to yeah, go through, yeah. through Amish country. And <laughs> I can just imagine what the Quakers are doing tonight. Now be nice. They could yeah, be elevations watching. out there on two thousand twenty five hundred feet. So could, yeah, could be watching the sh they, they they watch our show, Joseph. Uh, okay. By the way, we are at nine hundred ninety nine viewers right Ooh. now. With three one thousand three, we've gone over the thousand mark. I haven't done that since Hurricane. Well, we haven't done that together. I did it once with a couple of times with Hurricane Matthew. Uh, 1,000 concurrent viewers. That's just terrific. Thank you, thank you everybody for being here and and, and uh, for for your support. So, uh, are those the New Year's Eve uh, sound sound makers there? <laughs> oh, that's the, good that's the one the 1,000 horn. <laughs> is that what it is? That's what it was. All right. So um, for all those uh, people who said, "When are you going to hit a thousand? When are you going to hit?" We did. We did. However, briefly. It's like watching the stock market now. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going to see if it's in yet. Uh, I don't know if you're aware of this, but the uh, HRRR model, oh, it's just started, so we'll come back to it. Uh, the HRRR model at uh, 0, uh, 6, uh, 12, and 18, 18 hours is now out to 48 hours. Yeah. So uh, exactly what we needed, another model. To um, to help us out <laughs> or to oh, that's a great model. We we use that in aviation a lot because it's so specific that the future radar is is just phenomenal at, at times. Does hey, anybody ever look? Does anybody ever look at the no gaps model anymore? No, <laughs> no. Uh, Joe, I don't. If you can, uh, Joe, can you? Because uh, we just got a bunch of more super chat hits, and I I, I, I missed a few of them. John Sachs okay. just hit super chat. Um, Mark G just hit super chat and, uh, Kathleen Truddy just hit super chat. Uh, okay, well, I see Jason Schaefer. I see, uh, Robert Russo and uh, rolling down here a little bit more. Hang on. We got, uh, Benji Frenzy. Yes. Benji I Frenzy. I, I got before he Rufus wants the Nova. Go he wants the Nova Scotia weather. Ruthless, ruthless goat. Ruthless goat. Jason Kaplan. We got Mark, him. So, okay, we're all caught up. So Mark we're G. all caught up. We're all caught up now. Oh, okay. All hey, right. guys, Travis, how's the... Travis Maynard. That's Potter County. Jason Kaplan again. PD, PDQ. Yes, we got PDQ. Okay. Can, can you show the LFM model? Yeah. <laughs> well, I got the... Let's start with the... What do you want to start with? The GFS, the NAM, the, the new NAM's not out for another 45 minutes. Um mm -hmm. <clears throat> The GFS. You want to start with the GFS? Yeah. Okay. 
<clears throat> the GFS is it is, and it's up. This was the uh, run from late this afternoon, and uh, you see the big height of the north. Uh, your low, it's actually uh, a, a weak low that goes into Kentucky, Tennessee. Another low analyzed down uh, in the Northeast Gulf, and then the what's going to become the main low is this is this one here that's off the Southeast Coast. Uh, come on, where's my little? There you go. Uh, this low here, right in there, that's right off the southeast coast, and that is going to try to move northward into this big high. Yeah, look and, at the isobars. Look at the orientation. Right, they're they're starting to turn uh, slightly uh, east southeast. Yeah. Now, now here's a question for you. Now here's here's the here's the um, the GFS tomorrow night at thirty hours. Now this is gonna tomorrow is gonna be a day in my opinion uh, that and all the young forecasters should do this because uh, uh, the, the you the three of us uh, uh, did this uh, throughout all our, our careers. Tomorrow is the is the kind of day that in my opinion it's a waste of time to look at the models for yep. the most part. Get yes. out your surface map. Now casting. Now right. Casting. But get yes. out your surface map. Plot those observations on there. Plot the pressures. Draw your own surface map. And what you want to look for is whether the height of the north, uh, if, what if this is a couple of, I mean, I'm just, just as a what if. I, 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 but, but what you look for is you know, if the height of the north, supposing the model is a little off in where, where it is, let's say if it's, uh, you wind up when you plot it, you see that it's a little, little further to the west or a little further to the east. But if it was a little further to the west, maybe you'll see the isobars uh, uh, more easterly and then the winds are coming more, say, 04 or 05. That could give you clues as to what areas may hold on to cold air longer. Uh, so, uh, uh, again, tomorrow's the, the, what you want to be doing is you want to be looking at your surface observations and everything that those observations tell you, pressure falling rapidly, all of that, because uh, that's what's going to give you a leg up on, the, on, the, on your forecast and to stay ahead of uh, what could happen in case you have to raise numbers in some places or lower numbers in others. Hey, I have something to show you. What is this? Can you see? Hang on. Let me just uh, let me bring this bring you let me bring this down and bring you back up on the full the three the three shot. So hang on one second. Okay. All right. We can see what is that? That's a U.S. Air Force skew T diagram. Oh, good lord! But you might want to look at the forecast soundings if you're near the coast. Because it'll give you a tip off as to what may be falling. But we used to plot these by hand. Plot oh, yeah. uh, were, you, were you ever, Joe, were you ever in uh, Professor Gesselman's class for the uh, yes. planning of the TTAAs and the TTAs? Yes. If somebody yes. were to right now say your life depended upon plotting a TTAA or TTBB, I'd have to say, uh, yeah, no, I, 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 exactly. You sign, uh, let me let me sign the life insurance form in the last will and testament now. Yeah, uh, yeah. Tory seven, I can't see if that's seven C three eight hitting super chat tonight. Watching from southeastern Massachusetts. Congratulations on ten thousand subscribers. I went over the ten thousand subscriber mark yesterday on YouTube on my YouTube channel here. So if you're watching, hit the subscribe button uh, with your Gmail account. Uh, on the chat board. Thanks for being here, by the way. And uh, uh, thank, uh, again, many thanks to everyone tonight that has uh, thrown in some change in the tip jar. Okay, back to the maps. So um, 
the uh, the GFS has been consistently. Usually, this model likes to be the warmest, the the warm one of the bunch, uh, and it's been the cold one of the bunch. It actually uh, on on the late afternoon run, uh, it still has parts of Long Island at one o'clock tomorrow morning in snow, while it's got that little stripe of the yellow there. Uh, indicating heavy rain, or possibly it could even be sleet in there. Sometimes the model doesn't catch it well. Um, and then after that, uh, it uh, starts. It tries to ch change it back. Uh, it, it looks like this is uh, tomorrow. I'm sorry. Let me just run this. Let me run this again. The timing was off here. So this is at uh, zero Z tomorrow night. So this is at uh, seven o'clock tomorrow night. Snow um, spreading into the Hudson Valley. Uh, Joe, you mentioned all the dry air around tomorrow, and I think the GFS kind of reflects that, uh, the the, uh, the the dry air trying to fight that snow off. And then at 1 a.m., it's got dark blue snow everywhere with a low in central Delaware. Uh, I, I think I think what you're going to look for tomorrow is, is on the observations, you want to look for um, a lot of S-pluses, what we call S-pluses, heavy snows, heavy snow reports in, that, in, uh, in the dark blue. And uh, just for you, Joe Rayo, I'm going to bring up the uh, the F Gen. Let's go. We want the right. 850 or the 700. Go to the 700, and you'll see why I say that we've got a, 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 a time frame of several hours, right around 10 o'clock to 3 o'clock in the morning for uh, the heavy duty. Because look at all, look where they have all of that uh, that that energy coming coming in. You, you look at the one for zero uh, Z, which is 7 o'clock tomorrow evening. They've got all of it down developing down over the Del Marv area. And then six hours later, you jump to 1 a.m. Thursday morning and Well, bang. that's what I have up now, 1 a.m. Thursday morning. Right, and bang, we're right in it. And, and as I said, up until, up until last night, all of that was just skimming the coastline, right along the coastal plain, never coming inland. And then finally last night, at long last, joining the, uh, the NAM club and uh, a couple of the other uh, models, finally it pushed all of that into uh, the, the lower Hudson Valley and Long Island and northern New Jersey, and along and in that area at one o'clock in the morning, that's where that's where it's going to be S plus. Now, do you no think question uh, two questions? Because I know a few people have asked me this in the last couple of days. Uh, with the Omega as impressive as impressive as it is, might we hear some thunder? I think so. Mm. I think there's a, there's going to be a good good amount of forcing, a good amount of lifting. Uh, remember what what we have here. Is is a is a low pressure system trying to buck as I I used this analogy yesterday uh, for all of you you know old time pro wrestling fans <laughs> figure the the big high to the north is the Haystacks Calhoun he was a 600 pound wrestler and this storm is Bruno San Martino trying to push or lift <laughs> that that high out of the way and uh, in, the in the struggle so to speak you're going to have all of that what you see on the screen now all of that omega. And that's where you're going to get all that S plus. And I, I would not doubt, Joe, that somebody is going to hear some rumbles of thunder. Well, uh, I don't, I don't think the, the folks at SPC put general thunderstorms in our area. They kept it mostly along the coast of the south. But I still say, or I would maintain that, yeah, there could be some rumbles of thunder, or maybe a flash or two of lightning late tomorrow night with this system. Mm -hmm. Well, let's and look, look at the... where it, and look where it all is by 7 a.m. Six hours later. Look, look where, where it has all moved into. It has moved way off, offshore, east of uh, Cape Cod. It's, it's very rapid. So that's yes. why we're going we're gonna to make hay. We're gonna, if we're going to do what we're going to do with this, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be like maybe, you know, 
one, two inches, maybe three inches an hour. For, for about for, several, for hours. several hours. I mean, yeah. that might be, look, that might be enough for some places in a situation like this. To put down the bulk of the snow that's going to fall is going to come with that. And if we and if you get in it, uh, you're going to get clobbered. Uh, and notice also, notice also at 7 a.m., just, a, I mean, nothing like what we have at 1 a.m., but there's a little bit of uh, energy still moving through at 7. And right. then you jump to 1 o'clock in the afternoon, and there's still a little bit over Long Island. So what's probably going to happen is the heavy-duty snows tomorrow night, but then on Thursday, I think the first half of the day, there'll be some intervals of light snow and flurries and light snow and maybe a poke of sun and light snow. And it, it, We're going to have to wait until probably the afternoon before we really begin to get into a true clearing trend, although all the mayhem is going to be pretty much confined to the overnight hours tomorrow night. By the way, the 850 is, you know, again, there are there are things here that make me very nervous in both directions. The 850 is cold, Joe. At one o'clock in the morning, it's the zero, the zero at 850. It, it's actually minus three at 850 along the south shore of Long Island. And at seven o'clock in the morning on Thursday, it's still minus three. The zero has come up uh, to uh, uh, about Tom's River in New Jersey, and then goes out straight to the east. You wonder, I just wonder whether, again, as I said earlier, there's always in these storms, somebody gets a surprise. And I just wonder whether something's going to happen tomorrow somewhere that we're going to look back at this time to, at uh, this time on uh, Thursday and, uh, and, and talk, about, to, talk about the unusual nature of it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It just—it just really, uh, it's just—it's it, just—it's just on my mind. Uh, The—I'll um, go back to the surface here. You can see the close-up. Whoops. Uh, hang on a second. It's loading as we speak. You can see on the uh, the radar presentation of the GFS, uh, the snow coming in at uh, seven o'clock, and then you get that dark blue snow, and of course the convective stuff that's just along the South Shore. Your low center is in. Your low center is in Delaware Bay, uh, which is a little, you know, we've been struggling with the models of the last few days, either putting it in Chesapeake Bay or along the Delaware coast. The day's runs were a little further north and carried it to Delaware Bay. And then it starts to eject the low to the, and actually the low stretches because it occludes out and you get a re, probably a redevelopment at the point yeah. of occlusion, uh, which is, uh, let me just get this pen. So it, it's uh, right over here. You're probably going to have, some kind of low reforming there, and then everything just just flies out. So, Bill, I, I want to ask you, Bill. You know, uh, you mentioned the LFM before. I mean, isn't it amazing what we have at our disposal now versus yes. what we used to have to work with back in the late seventies with the the two dot LFM and mm -hmm. a couple of the quote primitive equation or PE maps. Yeah. You know, uh, and 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 trying to go much beyond three days was surely like guesswork or educated guess. And now you've got all these models, multi-technicolor. You got everything at your disposal. You know, in some cases, showing you what may happen 15 days out. It says things have changed really tremendously over the last uh, 30 yeah. years. By the way, saying may happen. Excuse me, may happen yeah. is the is the word here because I've always said that when you look at these computer models, with time, they should be blurrier. They make the 15-day forecast look as precise. I, as the six-hour forecast. I know. Oh, that's baloney. I know. Oh, so it should be like you need the glasses when you get out to 15 days just to blur. Yeah. That's what. That's how weather is. That's a very. That's a great description of how the long range. You know how you should approach the long range as this well, as this blur. 
with an increasing uh, numbers now, you're beginning to see the uh, television stations convert over from seven to ten day outlooks. Yeah. And I wonder how many, and I wonder how many of those ten day outlooks, like eight or nine days ago, had this storm on the radar ten days out. I, I doubt very much if any of them had had that. I really wish we would actually go backwards and confine ourselves to a five day forecast, because that's that's really once you go beyond five days, and I've said this over and over again, once you go beyond five days. Uh, it, it really is, uh, you're really taking your chances uh, trying to forecast what's going to happen. Yeah, do we really need to look 10 days ahead and who can remember anyway? Exactly. Can memorize 10 days worth of numbers and icons? No, you can't. And you know what? Nobody's forecasting it. They're going to let, they're going to let the machinery do it. So That's... what's the, what's, what's the point? <laughs> what's the point? Joe, I, I got the, uh, this is the European Thursday morning on the Omega at 8.50. I thought wow, uh, I didn't. I, I didn't. I never. Where did you get that from? Uh, the, that's on Tropical Tidbits. He, uh, I think he added it to it. He's got the 850 really? F Gen. Yeah, but the problem is, uh, it's every 24 hours. So we only see uh, we see yeah. it from we see it from uh, uh, Wednesday morning. Interestingly enough, when I look at the isotherms here on Wednesday morning at 850, uh, this is what I'm talking about. You know, this is this is the wedge. Uh, that uh, the cold air with the high building southward and wedging that cold air uh, into uh, east of the Appalachians, and again, uh, how 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 about how much of that cold air gets dislodged? We don't know. And then of course the Omega is is gone. The European, by the way, for those of you, um, uh, I I could actually I could pull it up on um, pivotal weather. So let's do that. Let's pull it up on. Uh, pivotal but but weather. even what you just showed, Joe, with the Omega on the European, the European joins in with all the other models, having that bulk, that lion's share of energy off to our east and north by daybreak on Thursday morning. So that that again that tells you that uh, what we're going to get out of this is all going to come tomorrow night. Many of you who might go to bed early, you know, you might sleep through the whole thing because when you wake up on Thursday morning. I'm not saying it's not it's not going to be snowing on Thursday morning, but the stuff that's really going to crank out all of the big accumulations that you've been hearing about is going to happen when all of that energy is overhead again in the late evening to early morning hours of uh, Wednesday night, Thursday morning. So I've got Pivotal Weather's surface map for tomorrow evening. This is the European uh, with the low in northeastern North Carolina. You see all those isobars north and east, the snow. The Europeans is faster with bringing precip here. Uh, I don't know how you feel about this, Joe. It's got it already up at the central Connecticut and, and uh, up the Hudson Valley. Now, how much of that's reaching the ground? That's supposed to be, uh, uh, that is supposed to be measurable precip that's being indicated. So at least the European says this stuff is reaching the ground. And you can see that uh, the purple being sleet, just shaving the south shore of Long Island, uh, cutting New Jersey down the turnpike uh, into uh, southwest Jersey, northern Delaware, and on up into northern Maryland. And uh, I'll move to the next map for 1 o'clock in the morning. Now, this is going to be the time where we're going to have all this omega going on. And uh, the European, it just kind of has that sleet line stuck. Uh, still some areas of Long Island with the dark blue, New Jersey, northern New Jersey in the dark blue. And... They have, the European has, this purple area in north-central PA. That's all heavy snow that's mm -hmm. being indicated there. That's not sleet up there. That's heavy snow. Meanwhile, you see the rain, central New Jersey on south down to Delaware. It's, it's heavy rain. The low center is in the northern part of Chesapeake Bay. 
Whatever that low is. Come on, when, when lows track inland, what does it do here in New York City, Long Island? It's, it's it, almost impossible. Well, you know what? Maybe the fact that it's that far west, uh, I mean, it's that far west, well, that you know, it's the high that's keeping it from changing faster. That's all, that's what I, I'm, I'm thinking here. But the high is strong enough to keep the, keep the snow from changing quickly, but mm. it's not it's not strong enough to suppress this and just shove it out further to the east, or at least you know, to do it in time. You know what I think is going to happen, Joe and Bill? I think this is going to be the equivalent of uh, meteorological flea flicker play. I think uh, what what you're seeing there at at, at one o'clock in the morning is a low in Delaware Bay, but I think it's yeah. going to toss it's going to toss its energy to a to yet another system. Notice how right. the isobars are kind of stretching out or elongating. It's showing that, yeah. The east, yeah. So. Well, and you see it now, and you'll, you'll see the map. Uh, I, I jumped over to uh, uh, so, uh, Thursday morning. There's a leftover low center closed isobar that is right near Atlantic City, but the uh, a newly reformed low is out well to the east at oh, roughly, yeah. Yeah. At roughly yeah. 39 and a half and 70, 72. So not too far from Ship Hotel. When was the last time you heard somebody mention Ship Hotel? Ship Hotel. <laughs> Remember? <laughs> what was it on the foo? 7TB, I think? I believe so. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, oh, God. All right, this so, stuff is coming back. <laughs> coming, all this stuff from 40 years ago and 30 years ago is coming back into my head. Old uh, fart weather. <laughs> 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 By the way, on the upper air, which I'm bringing up the upper air of the European, we talked about this last night, about the fact that if the upper air were to remain, you have a good, decent short wave, but it's not, you don't have a closed upper low that forms. It, it, the upper air has a bit of a fractured look to it. Well, guess what? The models, which were, they had it, then they had the fractured look. The GFS had the fractured look all along. Then yesterday, all of them had the fractured look. Well, guess what? There's a closed upper low sitting right over New York City on Thursday morning, and I think that is is the problem. Wow. Uh, if we go to one of the other models that has, we can go to the NAM, for example. If we go to the NAM 500, so we can see every three hours the evolution of that closed upper low. I think that's, I think it's it's it, that's the reason uh, you that you're seeing the surface low getting pulled as far west as it is because they're closing. It's closing off this low, and that's kind of. Pulling in that 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 uh, that low uh, uh, further west than it otherwise would be, and then that upper low goes right over New York City and into southern New England. See, Ted, we I, I've been saying for the last few days. I said this looks like an open wave just rippling through the closed low. Now that's a that's a new uh, that's a new monkey wrench in the uh, in the proceedings here. Uh, the H triple R model. We can go ahead with the H triple R model. It's out to 29 hours. Okay, so let's take a look at what little adventure it has for us. I'm going to go tight. Bill, you said you're a fan of the HRRR model. And the, the, yes. uh, the model, the HRRR had a stretch, though, uh, over the spring and summer where it, it didn't seem to really do very well. But well I'm, I'm looking at short term, again, aviation use, because it has data that's plugged in every hour. Right, radar, pilot reports, things like that. So yeah, six nine hours. That's where that's where I like it. Snow gets to New York City at four o'clock. I'll run it back. It gets to Washington D.C. at around uh, 11 a.m. 10 11 a.m. Uh, Philadelphia at about 1 p.m. It's raining in the southern half of New Jersey, 
And then you start to see colder air. Some of that rain changes to snow on the northern flank there. And then you've got the, the snow area expanding just outside New York City at 3 o'clock. Actually, it's, it's into the city uh, at, uh, four, at uh, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And by 5 o'clock, all of Long Island is covered, southwest Connecticut. So it's a little bit faster. Uh, we've, we're snowing 8. This is at 7 o'clock. The darker blue snows are in there. Northern half of New Jersey. See, here's the cold air. For the folks that are in central Jersey, you can watch how that starts off as rain, and then uh, the blue area kind of pushes south a little bit. Another, another example of that cold high trying to wedge down and uh, push this, push the, uh, keep the cold air uh, to the south uh, and uh, keep it locked in. So now we're at 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, there's sleet that sleet gets into south central southeast PA down into Maryland. Uh, and it, it, it actually, this is weird. It's got, that's got to be sleet there, I have to believe, mm -hmm. that it comes up on the west side of the low center and just pushes, in other words, northwest New Jersey changes to sleet before Long Island and, and the rest of New Jersey changed to sleet. Well, you wow. know why, Joe? Go ahead. Why? Tell me. Backdoor warm front. <laughs> Good Lord. Well, <laughs> <laughs> in a way, in a way, if you think about it, maybe that's if if, if the counterclockwise flow going around the low, mm. sweeping that warm air all the way around the circulation and coming back up and around, you know, that might have something to do with it. I don't know. It's, it's it is, but it is very bizarre. It's not it's not often that you see a changeover to sleet occur in northern New Jersey and even in the Hudson Valley while Long Island is snowing. And that's got to be because of that high high to the north uh, wedging down. Uh, finally, by now it goes out. We have it out to midnight, and you're finally starting to see some sleet mixing. But uh, at least for Long Island, but it's snowing, and you got those darker blue bands. So you know that that's got to be heavy snow. Uh, I, I'm just gonna I'm gonna bring up the total precip. Let's see if that's out to 29 hours too, which it is. So it generates. Yeah, it's pretty impressive, Joe. Look at uh, Joe and Bill. They uh, half an, uh, an inch of liquid uh, in in mm -hmm. that stretch. Well, that's you know I mean, interesting. Depending, depending upon how cold, and again, I didn't bring this up. I was going to bring it up, but I mean the ratios. A lot of people were talking. I even saw a National Weather Service office. I think it was in, either in Albany or Boston talking about. Well, we may not get quite as much as uh, the folks to the south, but remember. We're going to be colder, so the ratio up here will probably be more like twelve to fifteen to one instead of the ten to one. But you know, I th I think I think it's just better uh, broad brushing everybody with a ten to one ratio with this because it did to, to get even like twelve or fifteen to one, you'd have to have these temperatures like in the low mid or low twenties, and uh, uh, when when the snows are coming down hot and heavy. And I, I at least in the immediate New York area, I think it's going to be more like upper twenties to around thirty or. Out toward Long Island, maybe even low 30s. So. Uh, by the way, you're going to see it come up now. I, I'm bringing up the uh, air, the two meter air temperature, and I'm just I'm just running it uh, during the day tomorrow and into tomorrow night. And again, we only have till mid through midnight. There's still more maps to come in yet, but take a look at that blue. The last blue line. It's a little easier to see than the dash line, which is the 32 degree line. Uh, just watch how I'm, I'm I'm going to start from the beginning here. So we're moving through the overnight. The 30-degree the, uh, line 
how it has such a, it, it doesn't, it goes up, then comes back down tomorrow mm -hmm. evening, and it barely budgets, barely budgets. And now we're at the 34 hours. Look at that. And then, no, and, and look what's happening in New Jersey, that the cold, the cold air started to come in on the backside and sweeping across southern New Jersey there. As the low starts no, remember, to pull away remember to the some, east. Of the, some of the models, Bill, that we used to look at from at Joe too, uh, from like you know twenty or thirty years ago, which would project, oh, it's going to get much warmer here, and uh, and and we we'd all fall for it and go for uh, rising temperatures or temperatures going well above uh, the freezing mark. And, and the interim, it never did get that because it was very poor on catching cold air damming. And so here we are, we're predicting temperatures like maybe rising to forty or or above. And meanwhile, the temperatures are still struggling just to make it to above 30, and it's remaining cold, and we we're getting sleet and sleet and ice and snow instead of the change over to rain. Yeah, we've come a long way, that's for sure, and uh, that's good and bad. It's it's great that we can make these predictions, but I think we've backed ourselves into a corner where people expect often too much of the weather forecast. That there's still yes. this variability that rears its ugly head. You know, this is not. This is not like uh, engineering where you're building a building and you can you can test the tensile strength of steel. This is this is Mother Nature in a very very complicated process. But you learn you learn from your from your mistakes. I mean, you learn eventually. And I, I remember uh, I remember at CBS, uh, Joe. I don't know if he ever showed this to you. Alan Casper uh, came up with a, a sheet of different uh, the, the the failings and the strengths of the various models. Oh wow! And, and after after. After over and over seeing seeing it happen over and over and over again and forecasting and never never seeing it actually verified, you know, you learn. You say, yeah. oh, look at this. The the, the model's doing it again. Now it's it, no way it's going to get warm or no way it's going to stay cold or whatever. And you you learn from that. That's that's where, and I I I would tell all of you out there on the chat board right now who are contemplating maybe getting into atmospheric science or meteorology or forecasting or whatever, don't take. The, the the what you see uh, coming out of the machines, the various models, don't just automatically accept that, because they're not right all the time, and they they no. do have their their, their 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 problems and everything else. And you need to look out the window every once in a while. <laughs> <clears throat> but empiricism, that's that's the key to forecasting. That's why the we old timers. No, better There's than, a snowstorm so, going on, and they're looking at their computer models. Look out the yeah, window, for yeah. God's sake! Enjoy <laughs> what you what 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 you've been waiting for. And speaking of which, now, Bill, we're not fans of snowfall forecast maps, and I'm going to guess right. that you're not fan of a fan of it either. Well, at um, some point you have to do it, but um, no, no, no. But I'm talking about the model generated snowfall. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I will at least, since this is the the HRRR and we're talking about something that's thirty less than thirty six hours, uh, yeah. I'm guessing that the model is just kind of translating. Might not be too far off. So if you believe the G the uh, HRRR's profile of what's going to happen precipitation wise, uh, you can see where it puts the big snows that the, the heavy snows. That this is through uh, five a.m. on Thursday. That's fairly consistent. That actually doesn't. Does. These numbers don't. These num. Yeah, these numbers actually match up. I think fairly well with with what could be possible uh, yeah. out of this, and uh, still showing some robust snowfalls down uh, Central Jersey, uh, uh, Long Island, certainly uh, Connecticut doing well, the Hudson Valley, uh, down to Southeast PA, uh, Northern Maryland. Uh, we're only going to know uh, 
in the fullest, uh, you know, yeah. tomorrow night, whether uh, the uh, what seems to be a colder looking H triple R is going to be correct or not. I'm a big fan of persistence. And what I'll do is I'll take screen grabs of, say, this graphic, but I'll start a few days ago, whatever we're looking, and I compare them. And you can see where the models are trending. And if right. they're consistent, you know that they got a good grasp on it. If everything is moving around, then you have to realize that these things have no idea what's going on. Okay, so let me just tell you, by the way, we are we are seven hours. I'm sorry, we are uh, out seven hours on the new NAM. So while the NAM is loading up, uh, we can, uh, you know what time it is, Joe, Rayo, what time is it? It's 9 o'clock. No, it's 8.42. It's 8.42 Eastern Time. And what bottle can we look at at 8.42 Eastern Time if it's on time? We should be able to see... Which? Oh, the GFS? No. Oh. No. Not the name. Ed, Ed Norton's favorite model. Ed Norton's favorite model? Ed Norton's. The Sewer model? <laughs> No, but who who invented who did Ed Norton say? Oh, invented? de la plume. The plumes. What? Oh, yes, Bill, you don't know the plumes. plumes. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. This is the SREF model, the SREF from from Stony Brook. And oh, they, okay. And they, I'm You've never seen the plumes? I, I get. I used to look at Stony Brook stuff a lot, and in the last few years, I never, I never went over there. Well, again. they have this graphical representation of all the model members, and then they plot it out on this chart. You'll see it up there, and okay. and they're called. It's called the plumes, ah. but we make we make fun of it by by mm. uh, using the Ed Norton when. Uh, with Pierre Francois Delabriovsky, the plumes, you know, when he goes into that speech. The man who, the man who Ed Norton thought uh, built the sewers of Paris, and then he found out later on, much to his chagrin, that he condemned them. <laughs> and he was so what am I looking at here? What is this? Okay, thing so showing? what this is, what you're seeing here, is a graphical representation of a certain uh, geographical location. Uh, and uh, if you look on the, you see those blue boxes with check marks in them there. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. So those are all the member models of this. There's, I think there's 26 of them oh, yeah, uh, yeah. and you can actually go in there and manually check which one models you want or which ones you don't want. And it, you can, it'll plot three hourly temperature, three hourly dew point, Cape, QPF, total QPF, and what I wow. what I have it set to up here, one of the choices is total snow. So oh. when you run your mouse over these end these points, a little box comes up and it tells you how many inches that model produced. The dark black line is the is the average. Okay, so this is let me just check the time on this. This is the 15Z run, so we're going to be looking for the 21Z run, and it usually comes out. Around nine, uh, this comes out like nine a.m., nine p.m., three p.m., three a.m. So uh, four times a day. And the way, the way I've come to use the plumes is is not. I don't necessarily look at the number as having value, but I look at the trend. Is it up from the previous run? Is the you know mm -hmm. is the trend? Is the model of the numbers going higher? Are they going lower? Uh, so uh, they were. Um, they were go. They the last couple of runs they went down a little bit, so the new run should be coming out. But 
it's going to be kind of hit and miss. If you go, then you, if you, when you pull down on the screen, you go a, a little lower, there's a, a, a Google map there with all the points that you can uh, click right. on. So you, so what's on. the mean, what's the mean showing for the, the snowfall? All right. So, um, mean max and min on this one. All right. I'm going to try and, and see if we can, I can pull up any 21 Z maps. I'm clicking on these points. You're going to see it there in a second. Cause you're on a screen, the screen delay with the map. Okay, so the 21Zs aren't all aren't in yet. Uh, so I'll go back to the 15Z. So let's go to the 15Z map. I will go down. I scroll down to that map. I'm going to click on the dot for Islip. Okay, and uh, the mean at Islip, and along the the bottom of the scale here is date and time, and on yeah. the on the left going up is number of inches. So Islip, oh. the the mean is 4.69. Okay, wow. so that was actually up a little. Uh, no, that was down a little bit from the prior run. Uh, LaGuardia, uh, the mean was 6.68 on the 15Z. Uh, Poughkeepsie was 15.38. Okay, mm -hmm. uh, Scranton, uh, Scranton was 16.11. So uh, again, f for me. Uh, the way I the, the way I think that this this model is 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 most valuable is uh, just to look at the trends to see if you know if, if when we get the the, the 21Zs which hopefully will be out uh, momentarily and we start pulling up some points here uh, we'll see if the the numbers went up or the numbers went down because oftentimes it'll tip you off as to what the next model cycle is going to start producing uh, if, if uh, it's warmer or colder or Whatever it might give you a clue as to what the the next run of the model cycle is gonna gonna look like. So we're waiting for that. Uh, we've got uh, the Nam out to 12 hours, so that's uh, to, uh, tomorrow morning. And at this point, uh, precip freezing rain uh, in southwestern Virginia and into western North Carolina, raining in uh, eastern Kentucky and Tennessee, snow western Ohio and uh, much of the state of Indiana. Still got the big high to the north. Um, gonna, we got uh, we got to kill a little more time to get to the uh, uh, to get a little bit more of the nam in. Uh, let me just check the yes reps once again. And then while that's loading, I think maybe if the yes reps aren't in, we'll go and look a little bit of uh, a, a little bit of long range. Let's try this again. Let's see if anybody's in. White Plains, no, no, Redding. Not yet. They're, they're, uh, we're going to need a little more time with that. Okay. Let's go back to the GFS. And uh, we'll take a look at the uh, upper air and do a little long range. Uh, Bill, uh, no one's going to yell rap in your ear. Just. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I'm, no, no, no. I mean, it's an old television stuff. stuff. How long do you go with this? Um, how much time do you have? I don't know. Our record, Joe, is what, two hours? Oh. <laughs> I don't want to do two hours. Right two hours. <laughs> I'm enjoying having Bill here. Oh, we love uh, having Bill here. Uh, uh, just looking at the upper air. Go ahead, uh, Joe, I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt. I mean, I, when Bill was on Rambling with Gambling, I'm sure he was long since asleep by this hour. Oh, I mean, please. he got up at about 3 yeah. o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And, and Bill used to... Uh, so I know I I remember I once visited you at uh, 1440 Broadway at WOR mm -hmm. uh, Studios there, and uh, one Saturday morning, 
And uh, then uh, there uh, was a situation where they said, hey, Bill, you could do all of this out of your house in, uh, in Long Island. And yeah. uh, so they, the, 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 the weather center, the WR weather center, went from 1440 Broadway to North Merrick, right? That, that's right. And uh, we even had teletype machines. I regret not saving one. I donated them to a high school someplace when, uh, when yeah. it was over by actual teletype machine. And uh, remember the old fax machines? Oh, God, yes. Where oh, you God. used to risk cutting your wrist to change the helix blade? I do, <laughs> I do a lot of weather briefing, weather uh, talks for pilots. And, and I start off with pictures of the 50s. Everything is black and white and it's fax machines. And then I go to today with the computers whirring around and no more the crumpled up uh, fax paper and everything. So it's been fun to see the transition from the, the ancient days to where we are now. And who knows where we... Where will we be in another 20, 30 years? By, since, since we're on the subject, and since we can't get fired, <laughs> now, you, you, you're talking about the ancient days and, and, and the, the transitions that you've seen over, over time yeah. uh, in, in all of that. Um, I mean, the, the amount of change that's occurred has been just, just utterly incredible. And I and I and I, I keep I fall back on the fact that that I actually was part of the demise of of several industries <laughs> in the last thirty years. When you think about it, uh, the way radios changed, yes, uh, uh, <clears throat> yeah. the the way um, uh, television has changed, uh, and of course the rise of um, of uh, cha of uh, uh, platforms like YouTube and, and Hulu and, and all the rest of it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's been mind blowing what, 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 what's transpired in, in the last uh, four, in the last 30 to 40 years. Yeah. But, morning TV is now what morning radio used to be. And right. morning radio now is pretty much gone. But, you know, the, the switch to this, so many people get their weather from here. That's it. What they see there is it. They don't care about anything else. So I don't know where this is going in the future, even though weather is probably more important to us now than ever because we're so dependent upon weather conditions. You know, once upon a time, 1800, a storm came through, you shoveled it away, you went about your business, you didn't lose electricity, you didn't have it. Now our lives depend upon the weather and our reaction to it, and yet people are becoming less attuned to it and just looking on here. You, you saw from the standpoint over time, and Joe, you, you also, uh, with your all your years in radio, and 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 so did I. With the, it was a, there was one point where I had seven radio stations on Long Island that I was doing every day, plus yeah. uh, New Jersey one hundred one point five. And I I remember that I lost those six uh, Long Island radio stations were all bought by uh, Clear Channel, uh, and within six weeks I was off of all of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's you know. I, Used to be able to tell kids you, you know uh, try to get a job on radio. You you really you can't. There aren't any mm, for yeah. weather. There really aren't. I mean, no. if you do have one, you're going to have to find a way to get paid, and usually that means you have to sell your own time. Pretty the much just Craig Allen now. He's the only one locally, right? Craig is it on WCBS? Nobody else. Just the words right out of my mouth. I was going to say the only one really who still is doing it semi like the old fashioned ways is Craig Allen. I. I kid Craig sometimes. I said, you know, you're the Cal Ripken now of yeah. New York weather. I mean, <laughs> he has been on now for something like 40 years 
before before him there was Elliot Abrams. Elliot Abrams finally retired last year after 50 years wow. in hockey weather in, 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 in the New York metropolitan area. And Craig now is uh, working on a 40-year string, and uh, yeah. he's amazing. But uh, after Craig, I, I really don't know. We, we have a station up here in, in the Hudson Valley that's served by AccuWeather, uh, WHUD, and uh, they took over from a company called FleetWeather. Had, uh, that had been on that mm -hmm. station for a good number of years. Now it's AccuWeather. And they have Joe Lundberg from AccuWeather. And Joe Lundberg is on for exactly maybe – 30 or 30 or 40 seconds, even, even in a critical situation like that, they might give him a little bit more time, but yeah. he's on, he, he reads the weather and he's off. It's not like the old days where right. you tune in and listen to a, listen to a, a, somebody like Bill or a Bob Harris or a, a Joel Myers or whatever for two or three minutes in a discussion. They don't want to deal with that anymore. They, the radio stations want you in, give the information yeah, and out so they can do, do three or four more commercials that they can uh, jam in and make more money. But, but just, I'm sorry, just really quick, I just want to acknowledge, <laughs> there's that phone again. It's, <laughs> it's another weather guy, Steve Teeling. Oh, get rid of him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I'm doing a YouTube here with Joe Rayo and Joe Chiaffi. <laughs> okay. Give okay. Him the, tell him what the appearance fee is. <laughs> <laughs> how much do I have to pay you? Is that exactly. We did waive the inconvenience fee, just so you know. Uh, I just want to wait. Probably, Steve is probably asking you, uh, Bill. Uh, you know, when it snows tomorrow night, can I come over to your house and stay over? Right. He does. Uh, we do that. Absolutely. So he doesn't have to drive up to Connecticut. Yeah, that's that's a killer. Just want yeah. to acknowledge uh, Vicky, uh, Digger, Joshua. And Seth Darling, all hitting super chats tonight. Seth. And hey, Seth, thank you. Seth yes, is Air Force buddy and News Twelve fill-in guy. And uh, he's I, I've seen him I've seen him on the uh, on the chat board and uh, on my uh, weather page. I think every so often too. And uh, he said he's working. Excuse me. He said he's working Thursday morning at LaGuardia as the obs, as the observer. Ah, that's and a good job. You'll have fun. Observation at Seth. He'll have fun. And also yeah. just sort of a big hello and a thank you, of course, to the chairman, Scott Briller, uh, who is uh, working tonight. He's uh, once again, he's out on, on his uh, COVID runs, uh, delivering to those who need. And uh, we uh, uh, hope that he just just stay safe uh, and uh, be very careful. Uh, uh, the chairman's one of our uh, I, I nicknamed him the chairman. He's he's uh, he's on almost every day. Uh, and he's usually the first one on the chat board every day. And we do, uh, uh, we're not doing it. We don't have it tonight because he's, he's, he's been working, but we usually do a, our own version of, uh, we call it Briller Jeopardy. Uh, and uh, we run through some trivia questions, weather trivia questions, and sometimes uh, uh, outside the uh, category of, uh, of uh, weather. Uh, and also uh, JPTR2A. Hitting super chat uh, uh, as well. So all big thank yous to you, uh, to those who I just mentioned, and to those that I mentioned before. There's a whole lot of you that hit super chat tonight, and we want to say uh, thank you very, very much uh, for doing for 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 doing that. Uh, it's uh, uh, it's a lot of liquor for Joe and I. And I think I think uh, Bill, uh, Joe uh, that uh, the fact that Bill is here tonight is one of the reasons why we jumped from. 665 last night, finally hitting over a thousand tonight. Wow! I, think. Well, I just wow. I think Excuse we got. Me, I, so, I think uh, we got. I saw 1125 at the high, so I, but I wasn't looking at the screen all the time. But who knows? Maybe uh, we pushed it up toward the 1200 mark. I see a neighbor from when I was a kid on here, Kenny Rayer. 
he lived across the street from me in the East Meadow when I was growing up. Hey, Kenny. How, how cool is that? That's amazing. I, but I, I just want to say, Bill, you know, uh, Bill is probably one of the most modest people that I, that I know. And he, when he, when he uh, retired and he couldn't believe he was getting like thousands of different messages from people right. and, and likes from people, you know, wishing him well on his retirement or whatever. And Bill was just saying, I, I don't believe it. I, I can't believe all these yeah. people just came and, 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 and hit that. But Bill, you have to understand you, you were an icon to many people for many uh -huh. years, both on television and also, what did you like better? Did you like doing radio with John Gambling or did you like doing television with uh, uh, folks on, uh, on, on News 12? Or I liked them both at the time. WR, the gambling show, was the number one show in New York, and it was big time, big city stuff. But TV was was a lot of fun too, and that's that's what I miss the fun because what people don't see, especially what we had here in the island, we, we had a great group, and the the anchors just and, and all the people, we just had a lot of fun together. During commercials, you would you you'd die if you knew what was going on. But that I miss, I miss the people. But they were both a lot of fun; they really were, and it was great to. Uh... I was, uh, as I said at the top of the show, I mentioned the fact that you and I first met in 1977 at the Weather Watcher yeah. party in Fort Lee. And I was one of Bill's, I really wasn't a weather watcher, but whenever something astronomical was coming up, like an unusual eclipse or an aurora borealis or something, I'd yeah. usually get on the line and tell you, and you'd, you'd, you'd spread it out. You'd tell everybody on WOR, and yeah. you, this is from one of our weather watchers, Joe Rayo. And I was only in my early 20s and it's still in college back then. And it seems it seems so weird now, all of these years later. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, here, here Joe and I are elder statesmen talking to the master. The the used, used to be the place to go for school closings. We closed a lot of schools. That's how people remember the gambling show mainly. And also, you don't get to be popular without having one of these. Oh, so, there you go. There you go. <laughs> you have one too. <laughs> Bill Corbell bobblehead. There you go. <laughs> I better not see that on eBay. Oh, <laughs> you probably, you know, you, you'd be amazed what you find on eBay. Yeah, this is this is great. That was Actually, from the I, I like Loyal the, and Ducks. Yeah, I like the box almost as good as the as, as the actual bobblehead because they really yeah. they really made a nice nice packaging for for uh, for your uh, bobblehead. Um, and I have one. I know. There you go. There you go. There you go. Yeah, my uh, biggest never got an Emmy anything like that, but I got a bobblehead. And uh, that was pretty good. Oh, what I, I, I got the Bob. I, I got the Emmy. I got the Emmy, but I don't have the bobblehead. Oh, and I, I'll, I'll tell you something. I'd rather have the bobblehead. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ryan Ford, Johnny Quest hitting the super chat. Uh, also, uh, Ryan uh, uh, is a uh, an aspiring uh, young meteoro uh, meteorologist to be. So uh, we we like, I talked to Ryan uh, often and. He uh, he's he's an up and comer, and uh, Johnny Quest is also one of our big regulars here, who lives three thousand feet up in the mountains of Northern Virginia. Ah. so he you know he gets clobbered up there at three thousand feet. He had uh, he mentioned one of the snow years back. I forgot which one. Uh, he said back in the in the maybe it was twenty ten or or twenty eleven or two thousand. Man, I think it was since two thousand nine, and he had uh, two hundred inches for the season up uh, up up where he is at uh, 3,000 feet. Hey, guess what's in? Le plumes. So we can look at the plumes. And Islip, uh, I only pulled up, that was the first one I got, and actually, uh, it's up. 
to uh, 6.77 from uh, four, what did we say before, four and a half? So now it's f- six and three quarters uh, on the uh, on the new SREF. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see if LaGuardia is not in. Uh, White Plains is not in. Uh, Cap- oh, Capixi is in. Capixi. Capixi uh, is now at 17.3. So they went up. Um, let's go down to, let's see if Philadelphia's in. I have a feeling you're not going to be flying into Poughkeepsie tomorrow night, Bill. No, not tomorrow. Plane stays in the hangar. <laughs> uh, Philadelphia, come on. Nope. Philly's not in. Wilmington, Delaware, not yet. They seem to be coming in piecemeal. Uh, Reading, Lancaster, Lancaster, no. Scranton. No, oh, Scranton is in. Scranton is, oh my, 19.7 at Scranton. Mm-hmm. I guess there are going to be big tomorrow, <laughs> but not here. Hartford, nope, not yet in Hartford. Let's look at maybe East Hampton. Nope. I noticed on the chat board somebody just get, hit super chats. Joe's Weather Channel. Yes, he's he's uh, he's he's a he's a new regular here. Oh, okay. Uh, you can never have too many Joes. No. <laughs> now here's something interesting. Block Island. Block mm-hmm. Island gets three and a half, three point two seven inches on the mean. Sounds reasonable. Maybe mostly on the backside. Well, may oh, yeah, could be right. Could be mostly on the backside. So it looks like from the the stations that we were able to pull up on Le Plumes that uh, the SREF uh, uh, SREF numbers are going up. Uh, the NAM is still only out to 18 hours. So let's go back to the HRRR, which has now finished its 48-hour cycle so we can get the last uh, vestiges of this uh, storm here. Uh, so there's, again, just a review. Uh, you see the snow area. This is at 7 o'clock tomorrow well, evening. Click, click, click uh Click refresh, Joe. Now the NAM is up to 29 hours. Oh, okay. Uh, right. I'll, I'll, to 30, yeah. Okay, good. I'll go back now. So here's the uh, HRRR. Uh, goes over to sleep there right along the coast. It's got an interesting uh, outcome with the, how it handles this low. And then, of course, it pulls away. Uh, still a little bit of precip left on eastern Long Island at, uh, at noon on Thursday. And then, of course, uh, it goes on out. So let's go back to the NAM. And uh, we've got out to 29 hours, so that takes us to uh, into the critical time frame tomorrow night. And all right, let's roll it back and see what it's got. Okay, so uh, this is at five o'clock tomorrow after. Uh, yeah, five o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Snow is advancing to Western Long Island, all of New Jersey, New York City. Uh, 7 o'clock tomorrow night, the, the dark blue snow, Central Jersey, Southeast PA, uh, 8, 9, 10 o'clock, dark blue snow, Northern New Jersey, Long Island, Connecticut, the Hudson Valley, 11, and then it starts to change to sleet at midnight uh, in Nassau County, New York City, and then north of 195, but south of Route 78 uh, in, in New Jersey. Southeastern PA, and that's as far as we've gotten. So uh, I notice also how it's beginning to, the isobars are stretching out. They have the low position 
uh, just off the Delmarva, but you can mm -hmm. see how it's trying to translate to a second system now that's a, yeah. about 150 miles further east. It's not putting yeah. a low up in northern Chesapeake Bay. No. Uh, it's, a, you know, it's a little flatter, actually. Uh, with it from from it from the prior run, it doesn't seem to be as um, as amped up uh, as uh, as the prior runs were. I, and I think the other question, Joe, is given given all that omega that you you were t you know you, we were showing earlier, uh, you know how much there's a ch there's a chance in that five or six hour period that there could be a pretty solid thumping of snow out of this. Yes, no question. And, yeah. and especially if 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 indeed, as I said in the uh, flea flicker of the uh, of one storm, you know, tossing uh, its energy to another, uh, more to the east. That in the process of doing that, there there probably will be some rumbles of thunder because the benchmark of a of an intensifying storm or a storm that transfers energy tends to be lightning and thunder. And uh, if you get lightning and thunder, and if you're underneath that uh, system, you know, tomorrow night you you may get a nice little thump of a uh, couple of three inches an hour out of that. Uh, we're back. Uh, by the way, I got us. I, I have us back up full screen. Full screen. I just want to also acknowledge uh, John uh, uh, Colombe, whose question I asked earlier from one of my regulars on my uh, weather, my subscription weather platform on Patreon. Of course, we said Joe's weather channel hitting super chat uh, tonight and uh, thanking uh, thanking us for uh, you know what we're doing here because and what we're doing here is having a lot of fun, uh, which is a good thing. And, and, before, before and also, uh, 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 let me just finish these super chats, yeah. Joe. Griffin, yeah. Griffin Klein, uh, any chance of the storm coming inland in May, coming in Maine, inland in Maine? Uh, which reminds me, we got to look at Nova Scotia. I, I don't think that's good. I don't know. I don't think it's going to come inland in, in Maine. No. Going to kind of like stay like parallel to Long Island, maybe about 100 uh, or 150 miles south of Long Island, and more or less take that track. In the, into the general vicinity of 4070. So obviously, if it's heading for 4070, unless it makes an incredible turn by 90 degrees. No, it passes well <laughs> south and east of Nova Scotia. I mean, some right. snow gets into central and southern Maine, but the heavy snows stay well offshore. And some right. snows get into Nova Scotia. Uh, and I, I know we promised, uh, I'm sorry, I forgot his name, that wanted the um, uh, an idea of how much snow was going to fall in Nova Scotia. I'll just quickly bring up the, the map of Canada here. And uh, their snowfall map, and off the GFS. And let's see, where is it? Total snowfall. Well, as I said, just taking a, a quick guess, looking at a quick perusal of the maps. This is a while ago when uh, that uh, person asked that question. I said, it looks like a few inches. It doesn't look like a crippling storm like what we're talking about here, but uh, get close enough to the storm so that they'll get some kind of snow out of it. Yeah, it, in it, it, and central Nova Scotia. The, ma the map is um, the map that's up here is in uh, uh, centimeters. So it's giving uh, it's giving amounts uh, eight, 10, eight, 10 centimeters. So that's about three or four inches. Right. Um, yeah, so that 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 makes uh, that makes total sense uh, for the low. The way it's moving, you know, it's passing. It's actually going to pass south of Nova Scotia by a fair distance. But it still grazes you uh, with some nice accumulating uh, accumulating snows. So now we're back up on the uh, on the three shot. And before we park company, there was one thing I, I did not mention. With I want to mention now is that he is uh, also the uh, or was uh, the forecaster for a couple of years for Air Force One. Is that correct, Bill? Or uh, when I was in Andrews, yeah, a long long time ago. That's uh, 
it's it, it, it's more important to me now than it was then. You know, it just kind of took it as part of the job. But you know, imagine a twenty-five-year-old kid forecasting for Air Force One. And who was the president you know? at the time, Johnson or? Yeah, yeah, uh, Nixon. Nixon, okay. Ricardo, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fun to see them outside. It was not like it is today, but uh, it was it was uh, part of an interesting career. I've been very lucky, and I, I enjoyed uh, being with you guys tonight. And somebody, somebody just want, uh, asked uh, the executive producer from upstairs. Okay, what what she wants? <laughs> Pass me this question. Uh, someone is asking, what kind of plane does Bill fly? Uh, I am part of a, a group of four people. We own a Cirrus SR-22. You can look it up. Cirrus sounds like a cloud, SR-22. And I want to tell you, Bill, you've, 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 uh, you've, you've said on many occasions, you know, yeah, in the neighborhood, you know, you're, come on up. I'll, I'll take you for, for a fly up there. And I've always kind of like passed on that. I've got this yeah. thing about smaller planes as opposed to commercial flights. However, the executive producer upstairs says that if she ever gets the chance, she, she'll be very glad to, to fly with you. I'll take Renata then. Yeah. Once this once this COVID thing is done and I get up to the Poughkeepsie, pick you up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Bill, thank you so much for uh, taking the time out and uh, coming on the show. We had a, uh, we had a wonderful time. We loved having you and we certainly would love having you again. We won't we won't even bring up the uh, in, in inconvenience fee uh, uh, anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and I won't bring up my appearance face. So right. we're even. We'll waive everything. And uh, <laughs> it's, uh, once once all this once all this COVID stuff goes away, you know, we could we 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 uh, we, we have to get together somehow. So absolutely. So absolutely. I'll be looking. We'll That's what you learn about this thing. Go go go. See people you know and love, and and don't say someday we'll get together. You absolutely. Go out and do it when you can. Absolutely, uh, and you're welcome here anytime. If there's any any time you want to come on, just let let, let either of us know, and we, okay. we we'd love to have you again. Absolutely. Sounds good. All right. So just don't go away. Uh, I'm gonna just I gotta do uh, I just gotta do a well, couple. I of do things. have to go away. No, I understand, but that just just uh, <laughs> let me close the show. <laughs> so, oh, okay, <laughs> um, folks. Thanks thanks all of you for being here. It's been wonderful to have. Uh, uh, to break over a thousand viewers, uh, 516 likes. Thank you so much, all of you that have hit super chat tonight. Uh, thank you, uh, for Joe and I uh, do appreciate it uh, greatly. And uh, we want to also uh, remind everybody that with a winter storm around, uh, get to Omni True Value Hardware, Long Island's largest rock salt provider and a provider of everything you need uh, when it comes to uh, cleaning up. Uh, with these uh, winter storms, this one just the first one of the season, and you may find that your shovel uh, is uh, broken. Well, they got plenty of shovels. They got ice melt and 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 pellets, uh, calcium chloride pellets from Petalo, mag ice pellets, geo melt, bio melt, and even if the day comes where a winter storm knocks your power out, uh, you can pick up uh, a generator at Omni True Value Hardware, twelve twenty six North Wellwood Avenue. In West Babylon, 631-756-1125, omnitruevalue.com uh, is the uh, website. So, uh, Mr. Rayo, uh, we will uh, see you tomorrow at uh, 7.30 Eastern Time. When, uh, we will, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, we'll, we'll be we'll going. Be entering, we'll be entering the twilight zone tomorrow at this We'll hour. be going full force. <laughs> you know, if I had, if, if I really had the guts tomorrow, I would, set myself up outside to do the live show 
Um, yeah. Because I do have an overhang, that a big overhang that I wouldn't get wet, uh, and uh, but then I would get very cold, and I'm and I'm, I'm not doing that. By the way, you notice it's a big event, though. You know how I know? Because I, I was watching Lonnie uh, Quinn tonight on Channel Two. Shirt sleeves. Oh, he shirt sleeves. Sleeves, up. Shirt he's sleeves. Got the sleeves all rolled up. So uh, I, know, Lonnie and I are very close. Right just so you know, you know, <laughs> he always asks so, my advice about what tie to wear. Just so, just so we're clear. <laughs> And Lonnie knows because he watches the he watches us, you know. Well, we'd love, we'd love to have him on too. Well, yeah, we'd love to have Lonnie on. We've asked him to come on, but yeah, he's too busy in the he's too busy with no. the with the the uh, the chickens in the barn up, uh, no, up, up no, where no, he lives. No. He, uh, you know, they, Lonnie is Lonnie is is, is uh, in uh, in the studio at seven o'clock. Yeah, no, he's we, 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 I'm have. just kidding. But if we can get we can get him on in the morning on Sunday, that would be great. But uh, we'll see. All right, uh, Bill. Thanks again, everybody. Thank you very much. We'll see you tomorrow night at 7.30 Eastern Time on uh, the Joe and Joe Weather Show. Uh, Nighty-night. Bye-night.